this podcast is for conversation and educational purposes only. I am not a mental health clinician that's allowed to give you medical advice to go do some dumb shit. Yes, I said dumb shit. I do curse to express my individuality. So if that offends you, then please don't fucking listen. Now, y'all, enjoy the show. I'm tired of that bullshit. Tired of that bullshit. Toxic people in relationships. Toxic people in relationships. Dealing with the narcissist. Are you dealing with the narcissist? Push you down in every argument. Down in every argument. You're fighting your depression. Are you fighting your depression? Trying to figure out the lesson. What's the lesson? Maybe you're looking for a soul. Where you at? Where you at? But the dating scene ain't looking great. Mm-mm. Well, I'm too keys and I'm in town. What's up? I'm gonna help you lay them burdens down. Help you lay them down. So please enjoy this episode of a sexy nurse chronicle. Welcome to the Sexy Nurse Chronicles podcast, a mental health podcast on love, relationships, and your mental health. I am your motherfucking host, Nurse Two Keys. How y'all doing? And thank you so much for tuning in. I want to give a shout out to my audience who have stuck with me through it all. I appreciate you so much. Shout out to all my listeners from the U.S., y'all. <clears throat> of course, the, the land of the... Free and I ain't gonna start. I ain't gonna start singing yet. Y'all ain't ready, but anyways, because like y'all have officially made up eighty-seven percent of my audience. Then at five percent is the Republic of Moldova. Y'all making me feel special, Moldova. I'm coming over there. I've been researching y'all wine cellars. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the tour, y'all. And then we have Canada at two percent. Then there's Norway, Mexico, France. Italy, Greece, Bangladesh, India, Germany, Australia. Y'all still going. Ain't God good? The United Kingdom. And we got a new country checking in. Nigeria. Blop, 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 blop. I love y'all. We y'all welcome to the family. So, y'all, we're going to jump right into episode number eight. On this episode, we're going to have a conversation about behaviors that you might display that may be the result of childhood narcissistic abuse, y'all. So, we finna jump right on in. Sign number one, do you always find yourself sacrificing your emotional and physical needs in order to please your mama and or significant other? Well, if you do, this is a common trait of someone who's been abused by narcissists. So you just don't know how to say no, huh? Hell no. Well, hell, I do. I used to be a yes person all of my damn life, and then... I just believed in being loyal. I always believed that I wanted to be that person that everybody could depend on. But according to our book by Mia Warren, y'all know we, we're still on her book, y'all. We we moving along. Y'all know I have to break it down. But anyways, as most children grow up, they sacrifice some of their needs in order to please their mama. And although it's natural for a child to be selfish, you know, in a healthy home and over time, you stop becoming so, you know, selfish and then you become selfless, you know, through life experience and your teachings and a healthy home. But growing up with a damn narcissistic parent, man, you are required to sacrifice your needs um, and do whatever they want you to do just to keep the peace you like or whatever, you know. And I, I kind of I'm working on it because I. I actually see a lot of my mom and myself when as a parent. And the good thing is I see when something's wrong and I'm able to correct myself. You know, with the narcissist, they know they're wrong, but they don't give a flying fuck if they were wrong. And you, you remember that Scooby song? Uh, yeah, it wasn't me. me. Even when, you know, the damn social security numbers tatted on your ass. I know your social. Wasn't me. Anyways, but yes, they will, um, they will not be accountable for anything that they do. And it's sad to say, but it's like as you grew up, you notice that the more you did what your mom wanted you to do, the more that you were loved and it's like that's called conditional love i love you as long as you do x y and z 
And the more you go against the grain, the more you're being told you're selfish, you're a fucking burden, toxic, just plain out fucking crazy, a liar. And then here comes the smear campaign. Can you just see somebody taking shit and just smearing it on a fucking wall? Just like like my patients back in the day when I was in long-term care, they'll take poop and just, they're, they're, they're ping, they're, they're, Finger paint on the way. Fucking gross. Oh, my God. I had to suit up and boot up. I, I love being a nurse, though, but it, I, I I hated that part. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? I do what the hell I got to do. Ain't no shame in my game, but I'm just saying, here comes the smear campaign. They're going to take the, the same poop like the, the patient that's your name in everybody's ear. They don't care who hears it. You know, even if they know it's a lie, they'll they'll try to turn your own family against you, your friends against you to make you feel like you're alone. But the thing is, the people that are there to be in your life that love you and really know what's going on, that understand, you know, oh, she will never do this or she will never do that. I know you a damn lie. You know what I'm saying? Or come and ask. Girl, what's going on? You know, instead of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew she was mm-hmm. like that. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. Those were never mm-hmm. your friends in the first motherfucking place. But you know what? We're going to move along. Because I found an article on mindbodygreen.com that says some adults grow up but remain stuck in the role that they had to take on as children. They continue to be extremely self-sacrificing in their relationships. Yes, their voices, preferences, opinions, desires, etc., all get inhibited. You ain't got you ain't got no opinion. You ain't got no preference. You ain't got no desires. You ain't got no dreams. All that kind of slowly chips away as the relationship goes on, you know? And then the counterpart or opposite of a narcissist is sometimes referred to it as an echoist. What do you want to do today? Whatever you want to do today. What do you like to eat? Whatever you like to eat. I feel like I'm in a movie or coming to America. It's like those are the people that kind of like have attachment issues or daddy issues. And, you know, they put up with way, way more shit. And if you had to, I get it. I had daddy issues, too. So I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but these are the people that are not as strong as others. But this is the show that's showing you how to get strong. This is what you're doing. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing until, you know, first you research, you care, and then you actually, you're open to criticism, constructive criticism, because I'm not just going to criticize you. I'm going to tell you how to. You know how to, I hate people that don't give constructive criticism. If you're going to give me some criticism about my podcast, also give me something that's going to make it better. Don't be a hater all your life, bitch. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. No, I'm not. But anyways, and so being an echoist, that is something that people who grew up with narcissistic parents had to do. You know, they had to accommodate others to an extreme in adulthood because your childhood leads to your adulthood. So not only have you done this for your parents, but you're you're doing this for anybody that will give you the love that you never really fully got. And it sucks because you're looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love. I don't know if y'all remember um, Eddie Murphy on a Saturday Night Live, looking for love. Okay, I'm telling my age now. Moving along. (laughs) But generally, this occurs at a time when you should be upholding your boundaries. And this is a result of there being no room for subjectivity growing up. Okay, so boundaries are, and we're going to have, after narcissism, y'all, I'm giving you a whole season on boundaries, because obviously I didn't learn about it until college, and realized that my life was way more fucked up than I gave it credit to, but it's a part of my healing, and so, hey, it's a part of yours, too, we in this together, you know, so... Not upholding boundaries, being that yes person. And then um, you never had no room for subjectivity growing up because it's like, what the fuck you say to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't say, you made me feel this way. You made me feel that way. That's like basically disrespect. 
And it's like, even when you're expressing your feelings in the most sincere, non-disrespectful way, they just don't like opposition. It makes it makes them shaky. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we're gonna move along. Sign number two: Do you isolate yourself? While the narcissistic mother may isolate you herself, many children withdraw from people because if this is one reason. They don't want other people to know about the abuse that they dealt with. So instead of asking for help, they just avoided it and spent time alone, depressed in their room. You know, now, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to open the motherfucking doors. No more locked doors. Not in my house. I told my daughter, if you keep on closing this door, I'm going to take the hinges off. I'm going to be like the breakfast club. I'm taking the knobs out the thing, and we're going to have an open door policy in this bitch. I'm not finna play. I got to know what's going on. You know, as much as you don't, you want to trust your kids and don't really want to have, because you got so much going on, you're like, I just trust them. No, you said sometimes you've got to PI investigate, investigation, okay? And also, being alone, you know, you become independent. So instead of asking for help, you just simply avoid people and spend your time alone. And there's something called being super independent. So over the years, you may have become counter-independent. Counter-independent meanings. You are extremely independent and you feel ashamed to ask people for help. Even at times that you should. When I would ask my mom for lunch money, like, I got bitched out and, like, was frequently told that I was a burden. So I went without. And, like, this one time, y'all, I don't know if I already told y'all, I might have. It's just a sense of the story I got to tell again. But, like, I was um, going to the school that wasn't far from my house. But I um, meant to ask her the night before, but I forgot. And I was like, today I found company, which is after-school care. Um, that means, like, after you get out of school, you go to this program that's still in the same school, and you stay there longer to your parents, get off of work, then they come pick you up by, like, a later time. So um, I was going there because my mom was working, and um, there, the the fun company, they had to, they had um, taken us to, well, they were taking us to, to McDonald's, and... <clears throat> They said, bring some money. And I asked my mom that morning. And um, she just got so upset. And it was just like, it made me feel just like, I feel sorry for even asking. You know, and I still didn't get the money. You know, and it's like, that same burden that I felt, I'm realizing that when I reflect back, I still felt that all the way up until adulthood, until I just put up boundaries that she could not respect. And you know what I'm saying? I'm loving her from afar. And I've given myself permission for that because I've dealt with it all my life. And a boundary is something that keeps you safe and you are entitled to it. That is your human right is to have a boundary that makes you feel safe. And if it's the way that you talk to me or the way you give me anxiety every time we talk because you have nothing good to say, backhanded compliments, you know what I'm saying? You just don't want to be around it. And you know what? You don't have to. And it's easier said than done, but it's like when you break off that connection of need from them, when you don't need them from anything, you don't have to talk to them. And so thank God right now I'm okay. And I'm able to heal, but I love them from afar, and I pray for them. Oh, I do. I pray for her. I do. And anybody else that try to come against me, because, baby, I'm a child of God. And what he has for me is for me. Can't nobody take it away. So the fact that you want to take something away that God gave to me, that says something about you. And karma's a bitch. Might not be there to see it. Don't want to really see it. Have mercy on your soul. But at the end of the day... Um, when you wrong a, a, a child of God that is actually sincere, you know, that you can actually say that you were wrong and they were right, whether you care if it was right or wrong, then, hey, you have to live with that. And I am comfortable with my decision. And you know this, so, man. That kind of left me to be a loner 
I was a loner in school, never really had too many friends, same friends that I had in school and in middle school, probably elementary, still the same friends that I have now. Um, but you find yourself isolating yourself from family, friends, classmates, coworkers. Now, this is kind of different. I'm just talking about my Virgo hermit mode. But if this was something that you used to do and once you got with this person, you no longer do, then that's because of they're trying to isolate you. Okay. So sign number three, do you find yourself destroying your own self-esteem uh, or self-sabotaging yourself? Well, here are two reasons why you might constantly participate in self-sabotage. The first reason mm-hmm, might be because you're used to hearing that you're a disappointment. You'll never do anything right. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. You're selfish, ungrateful, or anything just to dim your damn day, you know? Um, when people tell you that, you start to believe it. And, I mean, your inner critic is fucking loud. Those are the voices in your head, the feelings that you feel, the, 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 the self-talk, the self-sabotage. You know, a narcissistic parent is often their judgmental and critical, and this attaches to your own internal DNA, like it's in your, the cells of your body down to the damn nucleus. I'm telling y'all, it's all the way down there. The little spirals. No, them ain't steps, y'all. Those are that's DNA, and it's like it's embedded in you. So it's like we're working on now, you know, recognizing it so we can rewire our brain. Okay, so the inner critic manifests itself in perfectionism and leads to self doubt. Let I'm sorry, leads to self doubt. And lack of confidence, y'all. That's the Taylor Port kicking in. <clears throat> y'all, if y'all ain't got none, it's good. I'm telling you. But anyways, my children, especially my oldest, I, I had to catch myself when I'm angry in the moment from telling her, you know when kids do some dumb shit and you wanna be like, that you dumb as hell. Why what the fuck would you do that? But you can't call them dumb because they're really not dumb. And I was told that I was dumb, and there wasn't no no feelings behind that. I was dumb, you know, just make just, ugh. you know what I'm saying. And so I I reworded it, and I have to, here you go, parents, use this. You probably probably have. Look, you are smarter than me when I was your age. So why would you do something? That's dumb. You're not dumb, but you that was a dumb moment, okay? And so, like, get your shit together. You're smarter than that, you know? So some people may agree, some people may not. I really don't give a damn. My baby is smart as hell. And first of all, I want to give a shout-out to her, by the way. She got, she came home with her. I thought it was a big report card. She was kind of slow with it, but she was like, Mama, here you go. She slowly gave me these papers, and I looked, and my baby got, um, and the related arts she got computer science student um she got um ab Omo and perfect attendance y'all know who had to make sure she got back and forth you know who she who who she had to deal with when her homework wasn't done and had to sit down and break it down and break it down you know who was there for her who encouraged her to do well okay it was you it was you. It was me. And we need to own that. I mean, and nobody's a perfect parent, but when your kids are coming in with, with shit like that, they deserve it. They deserve the praise. Baby, I'm proud of you. I love you. Congratulations. You're so damn smart. She is. But kids have done moments. They have done moments. Um, but I know any any parent feels that. But the second reason that you may participate in self-sabotage is it's a coping mechanism. Uh, it's sort of like... Um, the epic scene on Eighth Mile where Eminem basically raps to his opponent about all his weaknesses. So his opponent really didn't have anything on him. So here's a little clip if you don't remember. This guy ain't no motherfucking MC. I know everything he's about to say against me. I am white. I am a fucking punk. I do live in a trailer with my mom. My boy Future is an Uncle Tom. I do got a dumb friend named Cheddar Bob who shoots himself in his leg with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you jumps. 
And we did fuck my girl. I'm still standing here screaming, fuck the free world. Don't never try to judge me, dude. You don't know what the fuck I've been through. So, I say all that to say that, y'all, this is not a rap battle. And this is everyday life. So... If you find yourself constantly telling yourself that you're worthless, that your childhood narcissism could be why, because you were conditioned to feel that way. Um, It wasn't until I went to see a therapist that I had to rewire my brain to understand that I'm not worthless. I'm worthy. I'm not selfish. I'm selfless. I'm not a burden. I actually help make other people's loads a little lighter. Then we say we putting these burdens down in my in my intro. Okay then. So look at me. Everything my mom told me was a lie. And now I live in my truth. Okay, so sign number four. Do you find yourself protecting yourself emotionally, mentally from the abuse by telling yourself that your mom wasn't really that bad? Yeah, she wasn't that bad when you're on good terms. But when it's bad, it's bad. And that goes for the relationships that you've been in as an adult, if you can identify. You know, if you can't, then let it fly. But um, I did this as a coping mechanism to, like, I guess I, I naturally did it. I suppressed those, like, traumatic memories. And I, I didn't know any better. I often had mistaken abuse as just a mere form of punishment. I deserve this. Just like that man, that, that low-down woman that said, you deserve this. And you know you don't. No, nobody in their right mind. Once you find a person that can, that really love you, love you in real life, like healthy, healthy, you see all the shit that you went through with some bullshit, honey. And so until then, though, honey, enjoy yourself. Get to learn yourself. Know yourself. That's how you rewire your brain. And so it wasn't until I went on my self-healing journey that I had to come into terms like how traumatic my childhood was. I wanted to see my childhood from adults' perspective, so I actually, like, got in contact with my childhood friends who, like, are still my friends now, their parents. And we got to have, like, a deep conversation. And I wasn't going crazy. And they basically told me, yeah, you grew up fast, Keith. You grew up fast. You know, you had to do this. You did that. We saw you. You know, there wasn't that much they could do, you know, but they helped raise me. So I appreciate them. But prior to my healing, I thought it was normal to um, have to watch, practically raise your siblings. You know, I thought everybody watched their siblings. I thought it was a loyalty thing. You know, that's what you do. But in realization, Your siblings belong to your parent, not you. You know? But I wanted to, you know, shield my sister of things that I went through just because I love her so much. Because, you know, my mom is still to me this uh, mama-sister complex. Yeah, I'm mommy's sister. So basically, I'm mommy. I was was conditioned to be mommy and sister since the day my, my sister came out. Yeah, I know, right? sick but you know I thought it was normal to have to fend for myself and my sister and that I deserve whatever my mom would dish out when I was wrong but as stated in prior episodes neglect verbal abuse manipulation slander withholding and emotional blackmail those are all types of abuse and we're going to get to sign number five after this pay promotion Okay, so sign number five, do you struggle with, like, physical problems due to what you've been through in your past? Like, does the past, has it had long-term effects on you, basically? You know, like, after you cope with chronic and psychological abuse for so long, it's like a silent killer. It doesn't even, you don't even know what's going on. You're just in your feelings. But your feelings are regulating your body systems and your your fighters, your white blood cells. Honey, they get weak when you get weak, bitch. I need you to be strong without antibiotics. You know, it's just like... You can fight this, but, like, it really affects you. And it's, like, high blood pressure. You have a, a, a abnormally high heart rate. 
that eventually turns to heart disease because y'all got to think about it. Your heart is a muscle and it pumps from the from you in the womb all the way till you die. So that motherfucker is pumping a lot and it has a lot of stress on it. It got a lot of food on it. It's got a lot of collard greens, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, turnip greens, stress, wine, liquor, drugs, weed, meth. Uh, not, not me, but I'm just saying all of the things that we do that are unhealthy, whether it be a chemical substance or mentally, you know what I'm saying, like, or physically, it's all stress to our body, and our body has to keep on going into this thing called it's normalcy, it's homeostasis, and it's kind of hard to do that when you keep on fucking up the balance, bitch. Stop fucking up the balance, ho. We need to be balanced, okay? We need to be the balanced tarot card. Was that the two of one of them? Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, so now you're taking blood pressure pills, and you become sick more often because, like I said, stress lowers your your immune system. And then basically, stress from, like, narcissistic abuse, it basically causes your body to go negative towards itself, you know? Because that's what they want. They want that's what they want. They want to tear you down, so your body automatically wants to do it too. That is not normal, y'all. <laughs> I thought it was too. I swear, I thought it was. I'm like, you know, you know, it's shit. People go through it. Yeah, but um, once you know, as a child, you really don't have a lot of you know options. But when you grow up. You can't keep on making your family, your parents, your these people responsible for the decisions that you make in your life. What you gonna do when they leave? When they, you know, okay. So like, it'll affect you physically. And so, um, one of these little websites, y'all know, I'm gonna put it in the description box below. Um, says that not only can narcissism lead to like, like I said. High blood pressure, yeah. high heart rate, heart disease, but like the anxiety, the low self-worth, the depression, self-doubting yourself, knowing you've been the truth the whole damn time. Wake up. Wake up. Y'all there? Okay. Like, they have a tendency to be codependent in relationships. We always trying to be some Captain Save hoes. Well, I ain't saying no hoe, but myself, baby, I don't know about child. Everybody got a little hoe in them, too. Don't even act like it. The little hoe with me is going to stay the little hoe with me, period. But as my pastor said, if I'm going to have high blood pressure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it ain't going to be because of some be because of what somebody said or did to me it'll be because of me eating some fried chicken pork chops turnip greens macaroni and cheese and sweet potato pie you, you heard me okay moving on to number six y'all number six do you find yourself disassociating yourself meaning like splitting yourself your body and your mind your soul two different places or basically withdrawing yourself from your environment so you can better cope. So it's just basically like you're numb and you touch it. <coughs> you can't feel it. I felt that though. It's a nice mic, but anyways, but no, you're numb. This is like a cope mechanism. I think that like helps you push out your negative, Memories, you know, because like the body has a way of dealing with stress and shock. Your body goes into fight mode, defense mode when it can. And like your mind does that too. And sometimes that means taking those traumatic memories and throwing them in the back like they never happened. Although they were traumatic, it's like you just focus on, okay, they were, we, we've been good, you know, for this time and this time, but like, after a while, you got to get tired of being a fucking punching bag. It's like they're just nice enough to reel you back in. And then, boom, bitch. Ooh, you down. Anyways, so, like I said, your mind 
to deal with it, they forget about shit. You people be bringing up surprise. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Or some people find ways to cope like addiction, numbing the pain, or allowing the effects to take on a life of their own or within their own personality. So they basically they basically become they mirror their abuser and become the abuser. Crazy. Like Stockholm syndrome. But I ain't no Stockholm. I'm a nurse to two keys. Anyways, <laughs> y'all know I gotta be silly. Gotta break it up a little bit. I love y'all. Y'all be patient with me. Okay. So like I said, some people, you know, they cope by number the pain, whether it's drinking, smoking, sex, gambling, um, porn. You know, hey, I can't say never. Okay. Or, you know, like I said, they're allowing their own personality. They're allowing it to touch sink in. So, like I said, they become what they are. So, we're going to move along. Or you could be super fucking childish and you may just be like childlike because there was so much of your childhood taken away from you. So, like, you try to nurture your inner self and you're just a big fucking kid. Now, I can kind of relate to that. I definitely can relate to that. Like, um, I give myself permission to do any fucking thing I want to do. So, you know what, Kiki? You ain't got to study today. Just lay in bed, rub your feet together, watch some Netflix. You deserve it. Even though I know I'm going to be paying for it and like a whole two-day cram, but a bitch is going to make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or I'll be like, bitch, go to Home Depot. Let's do a DIY. Let's build some shit. And because you just I all this creative energy that I should be using on podcast, y'all. But I got to, you know. Y'all, when I come to y'all, I come correct every time. I can't have step with y'all. You know why? Because I feel like y'all depending on me and I'm depending on y'all. Moldova in the house. Republic of Moldova. Woo-woo. I'm sorry for screaming and her sorry for uh, distortion. Honey, I'm, I'm famous over here, honey. I might not be so uh, famous in America right now because, you know, everybody want to see you make it first. Uh, the people that are overseas that are really going through shit that us spoiled Americans don't know shit about, they're happy to see that somebody's connecting with them. Like, seriously, sorry, y'all. Not all Americans are spoiled. But you know what? It took me having to go to Africa on a mission trip that was so beautiful, y'all. I'm going to give y'all a whole episode on that trip. But um, it showed me a different type of life. So it's just like, I appreciate y'all, Moldova. I'm coming, y'all, for real. Y'all going to see a bitch. Me went to, uh, where I just came from, uh, Ohio. And then y'all going to see me in South Asia. going to be like, that girl is cutting up. Stop playing with me, y'all. I will. Y'all know I will. Shit, that's not playing with me. So I'm going to go ahead. Let me bless y'all with a little something for y'all sticking with me. The Surviving Love with Tuki. Surviving Love with Tuki. You gotta be a bad guy for me to call you daddy. If you want to fuck with me, those be really spooky. They wanna be your bookie. Survive in love with two keys. They rubbing on your booty. But if they don't have money, then they have nothing for me. Cause I'm the baddest bitch and I know I got to get it. So, y'all, on this episode of Surviving Love, when there's two keys, y'all, I am going to give your give you your online survival dating kits. The advice from myself, moi, who has been on the dating scene for a little minute now, and I've learned a lot of lessons. So I'm going to hit y'all with some of my lessons or questions or suggestions. This is just suggestions. I'm I'm not your relationship guru. Kind of am, but no, not really. So first, let's talk about the type of site that you're on. Okay, so, you know, first of all, getting on a site, I've heard people say, you know, I don't, I don't want to get on no dating site because... I feel like that's being desperate and I want to meet somebody in the grocery store. Well, bitch, 
That's you. You must have a nice grocery store with a nice diversity. Because where I live at, honey, between my job and my kids' school and my house, honey, I'm not going to meet nobody there. Nor do I have the time. And it's just like, you know, I feel like a woman should be approached by a man. I feel like a man should pursue a woman. Because if he wants her bad enough, he will pursue her. I don't feel like women, you know, it, it, I tried. It don't work for me to be in my masculinity. Not when, you you know, approaching a, you know, potentially good man because I could run him away. However, I'm going to be myself. So along the lines, I have not been on Tinder, but, you know, just think about the sites you're on and, and the type of outcomes that come from those sites from past experiences and research. Tinder, plenty of fish. Yeah. And I don't see now some people might have gotten lucky and found love there, but it probably started from a booty call. I'm just saying, if not, <laughs> hey, y'all uh, comment and tell me about y'all's experiences and stuff. There was black people meet. That was back in the day day. I don't, I'm sure that's probably in existence. That's where black people can meet, I guess. And if you are white and you like a little chocolate, if you like, if you, you're cream, and you like a little coffee in your cream, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. There's Hinged. Uh, was not a fan. I've seen a lot of men, honey, taking pictures in their weekly rooms. If you are in a weekly room, I do not want to talk to you. Nothing against weekly rooms. Nothing against it. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like I, I just deserve a little more stability. Hey, I, I'm no judgment, but I'm just saying I've I leveled up. So then um, there's eHarmony. When I, okay, my experience, you know, no offense, eHarmony. Um, I went through that whole damn website of profiles and I came to like an error message. And then my coworker, she was like, girl, you don't went through everybody. And I only seen like three people I liked. I said, everybody look weird. You know, and then the ones that you think you would like, they're fucking stuck up. So it's like, mm. and so I try to get my money back. They basically said, fuck you. And I was like, per the terms, but they didn't care. They tried to, man, tried to charge my card. Well, you know how that went. So uh, I was like, ugh. So then there's Facebook dating. I'm kind of impressed with Facebook dating because. It hasn't really linked all of my business to, like, my actual personal pages. They they make it to where you can't, like, unless you just stalk a person's name if they just put their name out there. But um, I've seen a better selection, a little closer, but uh, I got tired of asses, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, I have been on BLK. And BLK is not just for black people. They have a little variety. So I'm just going to just give y'all a little advice on BLK or just uh, dating foreigners or talking to foreigners. Um, If you see a cute Mexican and uh, you see that his profile is all in Spanish, bitch, that means he don't talk English. Me, me no habla inglés. Yes, shout out Mexico. I habla inglés. Poquito, poquito, espanol. No bueno, no bueno. Myself, okay, maso menos. But, um, yeah, that was a language barrier, okay? Um, and then my experience with um, foreigners... Um, I'm gonna call this. I should. Uh, I should call this segment uh, Mr. Green Card because um, I dated a guy who did not have his damn green card, and he. And come from research, he could have gotten it a long time ago. But basically, he's waiting on a bitch to marry him. Like he's just. He's just been lazy and let all his possibilities just go by him. And then he blamed, oh, well, I was going to marry a girl. And the girl, she stood me up. And so I just been so good to people. I don't give a fuck about how good you done been. Do you know who I done been good to that I can't depend on? I, but that that's important. It ain't like you depending on them for a ride. It ain't like you're depending on them just to let you buy a little money. That's a, that's like your whole being of being here, you know. And I honestly, I am shout out, shout out to all of my foreigners, all of my um, all of my 
fellow minorities, I, I thank you. And I feel like you deserve to be here. And there are a lot of people here that I believe deserve to be here who are not from America. And I hate it that, that they make it so hard for y'all. One of my best friends, she was a, a nursing student with me. When I tell you I love that girl so much, her name is Rhonda. Shout out, Rhonda. But um, like we were with each other. We stuck through it. We sat next to each other. We shared each other's notes. We talked. We prayed together. And she Muslim. And I'm a, I, honey, she was my go-to person to give me the tea on how the hell this thing work. And um, there are plenty of ways. And I've thought that you could get it without having to get married. And so he was kind of like pushing that on me. And it's just this one day, I just, it was one of them days. That a girl goes through with a memory inside. Don't I kind of did, but it was just bought up because I felt like he was just coming on too strong. You know, it's it's cool to say, oh, I love you as a friend. I, I don't had a plenty of men start to say I love you as a friend. Then I love you turn into I love you. And then, like, don't fuck them good. And while you're fucking, you say I love you back because the dick was good. They look in your, your, they look in your eyes and fuck you harder. But that means that they, you got to say it from now on in. You actually don't, though. And that's what I learned from this situation. If you feel uncomfortable, just say, if he say, I love you, you're just like, yeah, in due time. <laughs> in due time, baby. Because whew, it was just too much. And then he got emotional. Oh, he sent long text messages and his pot, he's Jamaican. So in his patois, Patois, honey, I didn't know what he was at. I am, and, 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 uh, why they got the, why the messages got to be so damn long? You are too, too damn grown. I mean, like, too damn, you're a man. But what the hell, what? And I hate it, because I know you're going to hear this. Boo, I love you as a friend, but, uh, uh-uh, it was just too much. I feel like you should not tell nobody that you love them at least until after a month. Get get hold it for a month. I know it shouldn't be a time frame, but I'm just saying it it don't have to be that early. And if it makes you if your body feels a certain kind of way and you can't explain it, but you feel oh he's a good guy, comes over and fixes this. He helped me put my whole studio together damn near. You know, nice guy. But I he just likes me a lot. Waves, waves. But what the hell, but and then he was about how hurt. And it's like, I'm sorry you're hurt, but I kind of told you. I told you. I told you. So, hey, it is what it is. So, enough of the green card shit. That's Mr. Green Card. <laughs> Let me write that time down. 4143. Okay. All right, moving along. So, look at their profile. Because it'll tell you exactly what they want. If it says casual dating, it means casual dating. If it means friends with benefits, that's what it means. If it says they want kids and they don't have none, they ain't got none. They want some. Um, if it says if if they if their pictures are like all just shirt topless, gotta show the abs, the little print right there, right before, right there at the crease of the box of the, you know what I'm talking about. That part. Then you know he's a fuck boy. Cause he's if he's willing to show that to anybody who would look, what else is there to offer? All you gotta do is pull it down a little bit more. You might well just took the motherfuckers off. Fuck it. Now I'm being managed. Okay. Moving along. And so like make your profile pics have a little diversity. You know what I'm saying? Show them that you like to have a good time. You know, show them you in Cancun. You know, that means a bitch don't need you. She just wants you. You know, show them, you know, the red bottoms. Show, show your smile. Just smile, bitch. You ain't got to be mean all the damn time. You ain't got to show them. Have a good time. Show your, well, what's say show your kids? I do, just to show them how cute they are. And uh, I have them, so don't be fucking surprised. And I ain't having no motherfucking more. Now it's gonna take an act of thunder. Y'all gonna have to see me. I'm gonna have, I will testify. <laughs> I will cut this clip out years on down the line if that ever happens. But uh, 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 
I'm ready to graduate from nurse practitioner school and honey, enjoy the fruits of my neighbor. Okay. Um, anyway, so yes, make your shit cute, girl. Show a little diversity. Don't give them too much titty yet. You know, don't give them too much ass. Maybe give them a little crease. You know, give them a little, give them a little curve. And then, um, ask who do they live with? Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. Like, you'll be thinking a man be living by himself. He'll be living with his mama. He'll be living with his baby mama who they actually don't have a relationship. They actually just cool. He was just like, like, they honestly were. I'm like, damn, you must be really tired of him to, to live with him because you don't got nowhere to go and really not really even like him. Okay, but then you have those ones that they do. Or they're married. Yes, y'all. I done had a couple bitches text me in the wee hours. Honey, uh, don't call him no more. Or... He has a whole this and a whole family and a whole... I'm just like, what? I want to be like, bitch, this is what he told me. Girl, I want to... Honey, I want to get... <laughs> I wanted to get on there. I wanted to call him. I, was, I hate it was hours apart. Because I would be like, girl, what else did he do? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what he said. Because the thing is, nigga, you wasted like three hours of my time talking about your motherfucking self. My head started hurting. I was happy for him. His little businesses behind it. She said he don't even take care of his kids, baby. And she said, if y'all really want to be together, then that's cool. You come help him get his shit. Because I'm done. I'm like, baby, I'm done too, baby, before he even started. Ask about his political status. I know they should know on dates you or, or you know, when y'all probably should talk about what's say politics, religion, and something else. But ask the political status. It'll tell you a lot about a person, you know, but be open to their views. You can still keep your own, but I feel like you should know. And ask that motherfucker if, if he's married. You know, we we avoid those questions like that because we assume. But if you actually ask, are you in a relationship? When's the, ask him when's the last time he's been in a relationship. You know, if he just wants to jump from one bitch to the next, he's just replacing what he lost from the next bitch, but he never learned nothing in between because he ain't had no time to grow. You know, when you jump from this person to this person, you just bring your, your one pain to the next pain, baby. I am a year and a half, almost two years. Almost two years single, and I'm finally getting the reason why I am. And I'm appreciating it now, and I'm loving on my motherfucking self. You know, I know. I know my hardware hadn't gone in vain. The, the universe, Jesus Christ, the Holy Savior, has been on my side. Honey, I know somebody that sits up high and looks down low. Y'all don't get me the preaching. All right, then. Okay. And then ask about his fetishes. Y'all remember last episode? My friend. My friend, yeah. He likes to dress in women's clothing. Yeah, ask about him. You want to just pop up one day and open the door, nigga, and your damn lingerie, two-piece Victoria's Somerset sale suit, and some motherfucking big-ass clogs, bitch. You're going to be on mind. So, <clears throat> y'all, that is my dating advice for you guys. If y'all like, you agree, you don't agree, I really don't give a fuck, but still comment. You know all comments are welcome. Yes, and if you want to be on the Dear Kiki segment and would love my lovely advice, please go to the sexynursechronicles.com. Um, that's my website and uh, or Instagram. I got some links there. But um, we're going to kick it off. Uh, well, on, off. We're going to close this out with sign number seven, which is part two coming next episode. Sign number seven, do you find yourself repeatedly involved in toxic, abusive relationships? Just can't find a good woman? Just can't find a good man? Anyway? Anyway, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? <laughs> Do you find yourself often falling victim to dependent relationships? Remember that codependent we talked about? Well, the reason this could be is because you're attracted to the same type of relationships that you grew up with. And it's like being raised by a narcissistic parent, it'll affect your selection and... um 
being raised by narcissists can affect who you choose later in life. So a lot of people who go through toxic shit through their life, it's like a child, uh, they mirror the dynamic that they grew up in. And so that's because they're familiar with it. So if a man beat my mom, then it's okay for a man to beat me. Well, if a woman beat my dad, it's okay for a woman to beat me. Like, it's just like, none of nobody shouldn't be beating nobody. Can we all just get along, kumbaya, motherfucker? Damn. <laughs> none of that is healthy. Talking and rationalizing or being able to be mature to say, let's table this you know, let's cool off or able to walk away without talking about your mama and your daddy and your sister and your brother and everybody hates you and you hate you and I ain't going to be nothing without you and you ain't going to be nothing without me and God going to punish you and you going to see you done ruin my life. all, oh, honey, but we're not going down that rabbit hole anymore because you know what? We allowed it. Now, for what purposes? You know, that's your business. You know, it's sometimes it's like you got to do what you got to do. You know, you just can't jump out. You don't have the money. You don't have, you know, the resources. But there, ha- there comes a time where you got to make it. You got to, you got to put your foot down because, like, it will, it will never stop. There, there are. That's what I. I work in mental health. I am a mental health nurse. I'm going back to school to be a mental health nurse practitioner. I think by now, um, I done had enough experience in books and real life and career to know that um, people still struggle with this to the point where they're sixty, seventy years old. In in the mid in the loony bin, you know, and you and and even and and no and no offense, and I don't mean to say that in the negative way, but I mean like on the extreme. That's how far it can go. Like it affects you physically and mentally, but you have to learn coping skills. You have to learn boundaries. You have to learn how to forgive yourself when you've tried and you've given your all to make relationships work and they didn't. Um, You don't have to put up with that abuse. You don't have to put up with verbal abuse just because it's a, a friend, a family member. You've known each other. You don't have to p- keep on putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because at the end of the day, you have to go before a judge. You have to go before the king. You have to go before your kids. You know what I'm saying? You have to go. Before, it's you. So what example are you going to give them? A different one. Let's break some fucking curses, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm, let's 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 um, lay some burdens down. Okay, so y'all, I am going to end this here, and I love you guys. I thank you for your support. I thank you for listening and and giving me encouragement. I thank you all my international listeners, Moldova, France, Canada. Uh, I forgot Mexico. Mexico in this house. Mexico in this house. Mexico in this house. Mexico in this house. And that's how I'm going to end it. And that's how I'm going to end it. Hey, hey, hey. I love y'all. Until then.